podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Tammy. And I'm Will. What? Oh my word, who are you? <laughs> Will has I returned have... from yes. kidnapping David Tennant, assuming, we assume. Yes, I had to spend time with Mr. Kilgrave a few weeks ago, and <laughs> last week I was a slave to my company that pays and what's the best of my paychecks. <laughs> We are glad you are back, Will. We thought we'd lost you forever. I'm glad to be back. I watched six episodes yesterday just to get caught up, so the, <laughs> the, I may not be able to remember what happened in any episode. But <laughs> <laughs> the You'll be like, guys, at some point this happened. I don't know when. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we have two awesome guests this week. We have the indescribable Ian. And... Well, I- Thank you, lost for words. <laughs> and the uh, magical mystery, Matt. All right, I'll wow. take it. <laughs> <laughs> You're a magical mystery, Matt. Yeah. Kept me in suspense there. What was yeah. you going to say? <laughs> Malevolent, malicious, mischievous. Uh, all the M words. <laughs> I know, because you sent me freaky <laughs> photos of. Uh, porcelain cookie jars being lit by candlelight that's very scary little quantum traveler <laughs> I, was telling, I was telling Claire that he looks particularly scary uh, in candlelight he really does, he's terrifying <laughs> with that that terrifyingly cheeky little look on his face Whoa. his smooth, shiny and porcelain skin can't <laughs> shit about sending creepy photos she sent us the Sims photo today. Um, under a Christmas tree and it was like he was fucking the Christmas tree I'm not sure what the picture was of oh guys it will be on the Calabici fashion cast group don't worry I need to add it well if it's Sam Beckett I'm not surprised and of course it's Sam Beckett so he's you know so of course he's shirtless yeah because you know because he's always shirtless in Quantum Loop oh anyway that's a different podcast um, I've got some news for you guys. Actually, I've got quite a bit of news. So there was an interview recently with Jeff Loeb, who runs the uh, Marvel television shows, and he confirmed that at the moment there is no news on Iron Fist Season 3 or Luke Cage Season 3, as they are waiting to hear from Netflix in regards to it. But I'm wondering if this is all to do with their new streaming service? I don't know. Um, and he was also asked about Defenders 2, and he said at the moment there are no plans but if they did do a Defenders 2, who's to say that it wouldn't have a new roster of characters? So that's interesting. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, because I'm not familiar with the mm-hmm. comics, are mm-hmm. there other Defenders that rotate in and out? Well, the Defenders isn't like a... Superhero teams? Yeah, I mean, because the original Defenders in the comics was like Doctor Strange and some other people. They've, they've really just called them... Yeah, She-Hulk. They called them the Defenders just because... You know, it's they can't use the Avengers, and there's not really another. I don't know. It's just a cool word, I guess. But it's not really necessarily to do with these these particular characters when it first well, appeared in the comics. Always, they could always adapt the um, 80s cartoon Defenders of the Earth. <gasps> yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> if they get other characters in there, this is why we should get like a Moon Knight and a She-Hulk, and you know, all these characters running around. It'd be great. And then just throw like. Yeah, and just throw like a really wacky character in there, like I don't know, like Modok or something from the from the X Men, <laughs> little alien in a in a chair. <laughs> um, 
In other news, uh, Melissa Rosenberg, uh, it's been confirmed that she will be leaving Jessica Jones as showrunner after season three, which is really sad because I think she's been good. So, um, yeah, exactly. So I guess maybe she feels like she's wrapping up the story she wants to tell after season three, um, you know, leaving after that. But yeah, I'm glad she's she's um, she's on for that season. Um the, uh, our pals over at Defenders Television Podcast, Defenders TV Podcast, have just done an interview, I think it was yesterday, with Chio Hadari Koka, who is the showrunner for Luke Cage, season one and season two. Um, I don't think it's released yet, but you guys should check that out, because I bet he's got a load of really interesting stuff to say about that, about Luke Cage. Um, so definitely check that out. Uh, other details, it's been confirmed that the writer for Wonder Woman, uh, the movie, is developing a, an all-female show for ABC um, featuring female characters from the MCU. No clue who it's going to be, though, but that sounds kind of interesting, you know. Um, no idea she more about it, though. I hope. I just want She-Hulk and stuff. She's so awesome. Uh, I, I can't even remember if I mentioned this last week. I think we said that the Captain Marvel trailer was due to drop, but obviously it has dropped by now. Have you guys watched that? Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> Oh, the Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks so good. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, the Captain Marvel one. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the Daredevil one. No, we'll talk about that in a minute, because I'm going to squeal about that in a minute. Um, But, yeah, Captain Marvel trailer looks awesome. Yes, and and Ian has has spoiled it, but, you know, I'll let you off, Ian, because it's about Daredevil and it's the best. Uh, So, (laughs) um, Daredevil's been confirmed to have season three come out on the 19th of October, which is so soon. Um, And we've got a new trailer. We are going to have one week off. (laughs) One week off. I was actually like feeling pretty rough this weekend and I was like, I don't know if I can podcast. And I was like, maybe I have to delay by a week. And then I was like, no, because then we won't have a single week off. So we need to have at least one week off. Um, so, yeah, it's the 19th of October, which is insanely quick after Iron Fist. Because if we were doing the old style of how we did our show with one episode a week, we would run over into Daredevil. We wouldn't be able to do it. It's kind of crazy. Um, so, yeah, did you guys watch the trailer? Mm-hmm. What did nope. you think? Did you get spoiled completely and utterly well? Uh, what, on the trailer? Yeah. I watched the no, I watched the trailer. I loved, I liked it. Yeah. It looks very dark, which I yeah. like. Let the devil out. Daredevil must always be suffering. It's what he's known for. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. So I will put up a post on the uh, Facebook and Twitter um, for the podcast about guests uh, for that. And um, organise that as well. And I'll probably have a little chat with Tammy and Will about how we want to do it. Because um, obviously if they're going to keep coming out this quick, we may have to look at how we schedule and stuff. But I'll discuss that with you guys later. Um, that apparently there was a couple of reviews for uh, Daredevil Season 3. Because um, reviewers have seen the first few episodes already. And one review said that it's right. the best Marvel show they've done so far. So that's quite wow. exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. I don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Daredevil, Matt. He's amazing. He's all right. He's got a rack <laughs> of guilt. 
Yeah, he's and nowhere. I like it when they <laughs> don't film at night and you can see New York in the daytime. Not only is do I find the show more uh, fun and entertaining, but New York is beautiful in the daytime, and I like that more than the dank alleyways. <laughs> But he, he's hes the devil of Hell's Kitchen. He goes out at night. He prowls the streets at night, Matt. Oh, whatever. <laughs> devil of Hell's Kitchen. Not in the daytime. Look, I'll have words with you if you're going to be uh, talking about about my daredevil that way. Um, also, before we get into these episodes, I want to uh, to read a dramatic, uh, a dramatic quote, a dramatic reading um, from uh, our guest today, Matt. Um, who messaged me, what was it, yesterday, Matt, you messaged me that said, and I quote, this show, this show will not make me feel sad for Davos. Nice try show, but fuck off. End quote. (laughs) 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 And I replied and said, just wait. (laughs) So we'll see. We'll talk to you about that as we get into these episodes. Uh, So... I, I just think we, we need to melt uh, Matt's cold Davos hating heart. Oh. No, I love his cold hating heart. <laughs> I, I'm good with it. I mean, I love Davos, but that's only because I really want Davos. <laughs> but besides that, you can hate him all you want. It's all, it's all good for me. <laughs> so this week we are covering episodes five and six of Iron Fist Season 2. Episode 5 is called Heart of the Dragon. It was written by Declan Dabara and directed by Merzi Olmaz. I've written. And description of it is the stuff... uh, Oh no, that's not it. (laughs) Ignore that. The description is there's a new Iron Fist in town and he's itching to make his presence felt. Meanwhile, Ward calls in a a favour and Joy considers her options. And episode 6 is The Dragon Dies at Dawn written by Matthew White and directed by Philip John. And the description of that one is, Misty and Colleen's trip to the tattoo parlour turns painful, but not for them. As Davos crosses names off his list, Mary makes Danny an offer. So, let's talk about that little labradoodle known as Danny Rand first, I guess. Ah. So, the first time we see Danny is in the first, well, one of the first scenes, but we see little tiny... Puppy Danny back in Kunlun with little Davos. <laughs> oh, and we, we're on little Davos here as oh, well. Oh, sweet puppy. Who has? Yeah, <laughs> little... Davos actually has his accent already, which... Oh, man. I've, I've got a little theory about this now. Oh, um, OK. Because Kunlun reappears every seven years, isn't it? Uh, something like that, yeah. My theory is um, Davos and his whole family went on this kind of expedition out into the real world for some reason <laughs> to Manchester and he actually went right in Manchester for seven years <laughs> I love that he has his Manchester accent little Davos I know we're talking about Danny now but when he's like Danny Danny no I was like oh he's got a little Manchester accent it's so cute <laughs> I love the way he says Danny he's like Danny <laughs> oh it's adorable uh, little little Danny um is his hair looks weird to me. I don't know if it's like they've dyed this kid's hair blonde or what. I thought his hair looked really odd. And um, a different actor than the previous young Danny from the plane sequence. I think so. Well, I mean, Tammy would know because she's watched that scene so oh many times. My God. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know a 
laughing. I think he's meant to be a little bit older as well, and it does. Yeah. It looks like he uh, like put his hair in some curlers or something. It's yeah. It's, his hair doesn't look like that's his naturally his hair. It's very strange. It's very weird. Um, and they're playing noughts and crosses in the sand. And we they were in their little green yellows. I was going to ask, yeah. is it called tic tac toe? Because yeah. I find that weird. Yeah, I thought tic tac toe. But it's it's a game made out of noughts and crosses. Why wouldn't you call it noughts and crosses? It is. <laughs> and it also seems like Davos has no idea what my game is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just because he's the worst. That's my first note. We find out that uh, Davos's mum says that Danny's weakness is his compassion. Mm. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, um, and that's she's when a real Ayn Rand uh, supporter. She really is. Oh, and that's yeah, when we go out of that flashback. Like uh, get on quite well with um, oh, uh, Mariah. What? Because she says compassion Mariah is your weakness. <laughs> Their parenting method is quite similar. It's <laughs> oh, and that is the worst. <laughs> oh man, can you imagine? Like, yeah, I mean, we don't see that much of his mum in this, but yeah, she's pretty bad. Uh, next time we see Danny, he's unconscious and being dragged to the riverside by Mary, who gives him adrenaline, and he wakes up and staggers away, not looking very good. So at first, I wasn't sure if I like missed something. I'm like, did they take his kidney or something? But I wasn't sure. <laughs> no, because they need to wake up in a bathtub of ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think well, it's they, just yeah, from. They take his fist and they take his kidney. <laughs> Why not? And they take his car keys. Why the hell? <laughs> kidney and Davos. That's how we got the iron fist power. <laughs> he had to eat his kidney. Oh. Yum yum yum. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's just from when they bled him, but I mean, they only needed yeah. to get a bit of his blood, so I don't know why they cut him this deep to get his blood. Oh, but, she yeah. must have beat him quite considerably as well. True, yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, How much blood can a person cough up before it's considered not good? Seriously! He coughed up a lot of blood. He's coughing up all the blood. I was like, as soon as you start coughing up blood, I mean, you're dead. That's what I learned from watching movies. <laughs> yeah, that's what you taught me, but apparently exactly. that's not true. I don't know. You need a doctor. Also, the fact that he... We need a TV doctor to tell him what's going on. Unless part of the ceremony meant feeding him a load of wine and he was just... <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Well, the fact that he's coughing up blood, okay, means that he has internal bleeding. And then later yeah. on, Bethany... All she does is just staples up his wound. I was like, he's he must have internal bleeding. Like, you need to sort that out. He's still going to be bleeding internally. Like, oh. So, not very impressed with her nursing technique. Look, I never yeah, I thought know. I'd say it. I know, but you know Claire Temple. never thought I'd say it, but, you know. Anyway. I was going to say, she's not a, she's an anesthesiologist, first of all. But she's she's go, he's going to die. He, that's, all she's doing is keeping all that blood in him. Suddenly, you have nursing abilities. Someone's bleeding out. Before, in the scene before, Danny is absolutely right. Rand would have some private doctors on. Her. Oh yeah, it's yeah. quite crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because all she's done she by does, she does tell them like, fuck, you need to take him to the hospital. I cannot do anything for him. By stitching is all that blood that he's losing from inside his organs is gonna is gonna. Pull up inside him, and he's going to drown in his own blood. 
and it would be a very dark ending to this show. And and that's how Iron Fist ended season two. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It, nobody saw it coming. Was wor- was there excuse enough not going to the hospital because he's a celebrity somehow? Yeah. And as though celebrities never go to the hospital ever. But they might they say, why have you been stabbed and all this? But they, they'd say, oh, we'd have to say what happened to him and all this. I'm like, no, just say you got mugged or something. We're going to buy you a new MRI machine if you just keep this hush-hush. Yeah, Something. I think it's I just to get they Bethany back in it. it out. Yeah. So according to my quick Google search, if you've coughed up more than a teaspoon of blood, that's considered a medical emergency. Whoa. If you've coughed up more than a third of a cup, you have a mortality rate of about 30%. And he coughs up all the blood. Yeah, he coughs up a lot more than that. The only way I can see him surviving is he's actually subconsciously chi-healing himself at the moment. But he can't. He hasn't got the chi anymore. Well, he has got chi, but he hasn't got the fist. Yeah, that, that's the whole thing. He must have some learning from Kim Lung if he doesn't have the fist. Maybe some yeah. Americans came by and prayed for him. <laughs> <laughs> it was the thoughts and prayers that did it. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so the next time we see him is when he's stumbling around and he stumbles straight into the little baby gang who want to hand him in and get all the money. Um, so there's a lot of him stumbling around uh, in the start of this episode. So they take him to a little hideout and chain him to a pillar. And we see Rhino again, who wants to get money from the tigers for Danny. And they don't believe he's rich, because why is he moving furniture if he's rich? And I Danny tries... I even bother trying to tell them that he's Danny Rand. He no. Just says, I'm rich, I'm doing something for you. Yeah, like show them some proof or something. I don't yeah, know. I, I didn't yeah. understand how they didn't know that's Danny Rand. It's, like, it's, if he's it's... so famous there. I mean, he's the barefoot billionaire, which is already just an odd name for yourself. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I don't understand how these kids don't Maybe know. that's why they didn't recognize him, because he's wearing shoes. If he took his shoes off, they go, oh, it's like Clark Kent's glasses. <laughs> that would be amazing if that happened. Um, Danny's a, a bit of an idiot because he tries to summon the fist. Obviously, he hasn't because his fist hasn't no. lit up. And then he punches the chain and probably breaks his hand. I was like, Danny, I know you're like uh, bleeding out, but no, yeah. Danny. He's lightheaded. He doesn't know what he's doing. He, oh, obviously. Mm. I guess that's his excuse all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, eat some oh. lunch. My God, make a good <laughs> Sort your blood sugar out, Danny. Come on. <laughs> So then he's still stuck on this pillar and he hears the kids talking about um, Ho being killed by a guy with a glowing fist. And then they say, hey, give us 500 bucks and we'll let you go. Um, And he fights back, but they obviously he can't fight because he's really injured and they're about to chop his fingers off. And that's when Colleen and Misty enter to get him out of there. You do have... um... Danny with a nice little scene with Colleen's little prodigy, and it's kind of... Oh, yeah, I forgot he, about he that. He tried to help him as well. BB. BB-8. That's his, that's his name. Yeah. And Danny's kind of right. Danny likes it. I don't have any cash in there. Like, who carries cash anymore? Or maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just too I technology don't. dependent. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, when I was waiting for an oil change this morning, I went to this um, cafe that's next door, and I'm like, oh, I'll get a sandwich... And they told me it was eight dollars or something, like, and I gave them my credit card. Oh, we just take cash and checks. What? Checks. Checks. The only time I ever take cash anymore 
I only use it about once a week when I go to a place where I have to pay cash. Yeah. And it's... It, uh. Well, this is one of those places, but I didn't know that it was. And they had an ATM yeah. there, but I didn't want to pay the ATM fee. Oh, it's, like, it's one of those ATMs. Yeah, I don't trust those places that are like, you have to pay cash. And they have an ATM there, because I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I don't, I don't trust it. <laughs> it's a bit shifty like to me. They now do business at our dispensaries, because they don't take credit cards. <laughs> <They don't laughs> credit cards. Uh, so Danny... Refuses the hospital, and they're going to take him to the apartment and get Bethany. Um, and this is when Beth- Bethany somehow stabilizes Danny. I don't understand how he stabilizes. All she does is staple him up. But she even says she doesn't know how she did that either. So I, <laughs> she, she's <laughs> basically confused as well. I hope they well, explained it that it was the chi or something. I don't know. I do. I do hope they do. But I mean, it, the other thing is, she asked everyone to go away. She actually has magical healing power. She's secretly a mutant or something. <gasps> Don't look at me. Maybe, <laughs> maybe she sent everyone away because she's like Rapunzel. She sings to her hair and then fixes <laughs> him with that. <laughs> but because it's it's Iron Fist, she has to sing like some some like gangster rap or something. That'd be awesome. There you go. <laughs> so the next time I'd be my favorite Marvel show. She's Rapunzel and she has to start singing to him with her hair. <laughs> I would love it. It'd be so good. Uh well though I mean they're all owned by Disney, so why not? I know. I know. Uh, so next time we see Danny is when Ward is looking after him. By the way, guys, so many times in my notes, I have so many hearts over Ward and Danny. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love oh, them so much. <laughs> it was the highlight of these two episodes. Really Ward, yeah. oh, Ward is I, he's just the best. He is like, honestly, if people, you know, like people go, oh, who's your favorite superhero, a Marvel character, whatever. And, you know, they say, oh, you know, really, they, you know, they're kind of meaning like one of the big hitters. Like, literally, Ward is in my top three. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> Daredevil, you know, She-Hulk, Ward Meacham, because <laughs> I love him so much. I love him so much. I think he's awesome. Um, oh, he's I, so uh, good. He feels like, really, uh, Matt and Foggy could learn from the Ward and Danny friendship. Seriously. Um, bro- the fact they are brothers and Foggy and Matt need to see them and realise oh that's what being brothers means I need to see more of this kind of friendship between Matt and Foggy that we get between these two is yeah but I don't know if we'll ever get it now because of the way they've gone in the show but yeah this is why I always wanted to see between those two um, and they're talking about this is when they're talking about Davos and Danny says he's talking about the fist. The fist is gone. He can feel it. Um, and then he talks about being burnt up by going out every night. Uh, he wasn't channeling chi to help heal himself. And um, now he can't feel the dragon anymore. And Ward's like, I understand. I've seen the same dragon. <laughs> and I just wanted Danny to be like, no, no, I mean a literal dragon. Oh, OK. No, I honestly did punch a dragon. <laughs> But I liked I liked this little um, description of how he was feeling. I didn't think it was delivered as well as it could have been. Um, I I don't know. What did you guys yeah, think? Yeah, I thought it went on 
went on a little long, so I kind of lost interest part of the way during its description. So I was <laughs> like, when Ward comes back and was like, oh, that's exactly how I felt, I was like thinking, like, what? I'm sorry, I missed it, Ward. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> this second time watching it, I was kind of more, when I was listening to it, I was more watching Ward's reactions to what he was saying, because I found that more interesting. But it's exactly how you were saying it uh, last week or the week before that mm. War can't open up to the people about AA because he's murdered his father twice. But yeah. here with Danny, he can. Yeah. Because they're bros. Oh, adorable. Uh, so when do we see Danny next? I think it's when they're still talking to Ward about how he can't open up and everything. And then Danny says, oh, I remember my mother's last words. And I thought... We're going to get that plane flashback again and Tammy's going to scream. <laughs> were, you, uh, were you worried, Tammy? I, I was <laughs> I was like, go on. I remember watching it with Rebecca and just thinking, go on, show that plane flashback just for Tammy. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, but no, we don't. I mean, you could have actually said something along the lines of, I remember when I first came to the city, back to the city, it was almost as if I was reliving a death in flashback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had another flashback. Oh, man. I just, I would have loved for them to do that flashback again, and Tammy's like, God damn it! <laughs> no. Um, and this is when he talks through about her last words, and I thought this, this speech was much better. I thought this was really sweet, where he's talking about... When he thought he was going to die, he was worried he wouldn't get a chance to say though the words he wanted to say to his loved ones. And yeah. then they talk about, like Ward says, he doesn't know if he's ever said um, I love you to anyone. And I like that it kind of reflects what's what's going on with Davos in the episode, where Davos is asking yeah. his mum to say you know, what she's always wanted to say, and she doesn't. I just thought this scene was much better than when yeah. they're talking about the dragon, you know. This was very sweet. Yeah. I like I like this. Yeah. But also, it highlights another difference between Davi, Danny and Davos. Danny's mother said, the word said, yeah. I love you, to him, and was upfront and honest about that, whereas Davos's mother was more about moulding him into the son she wanted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, I mean, obviously, Matt, you shed a little tear when you saw that scene with Davos, didn't you? You I'm felt so bad for him. Pretty... When he was getting berated by his mother, that's when I texted you and said, <laughs> oh, fuck, uh, fuck no. Because and, yeah, just because he's got mommy issues. Um, big deal. Yeah, I was telling Dan, I was like, okay, like, I get it. He's a mama's boy, but he, like, takes it to a whole other level that I thought he was going to say something incestuous to his mother. When they had that door scene, I was like... What is he saying? Like, is he, like, in love with his mother? What is happening? Well, you took a... it to a weird place, Tammy. I didn't know. <laughs> you did, yeah. I will Maybe say... you didn't. I thought, I was like, <laughs> his acting is way too intense <laughs> for what this scene is supposed to be. <laughs> I, th- I, I think but... it's because he's so sheltered. And yeah. it feels like he's got this predestined sort of fate to become the Iron Fist and he's just not living up to his full potential. Yeah. Well we'll get we'll get to his his mum's awful parenting later. Because ugh it's pretty terrible. Um, when they do the split shot of, of him out or whatever they yeah. call it. That's not, yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. He's 
he's standing outside the door. Yeah. Mommy, I'm leaving. This is your last chance to tell me you love me, uh, Mommy. <laughs> and she's, like, kind of regretting how awful she's been. Uh, the actress doesn't have any dialogue, but does an amazing job just with the face acting. She's oh, yeah. phenomenal in that scene. She's amazing. With the way it was shot as well, because she was out of focus until he walked away. And that was brilliantly done. Yeah, and she didn't put her hand on the door until literally he took his hand off. She kind of yeah, yeah. went to before, but hesitated. And then as soon as she put her hand on the door, it was too late because he was already gone. Well, that, yeah. that it was, was excellent. It was, yeah, the way that they shot that and like the fact that it was like within that same second, his hand moves away and hers like slides on the door. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, so good. Uh, hey, I, I retouched on her later, but it's kind of also telling that she's got her own quarters away from where he, his father is. And he, he, there's yeah. something going on there. Yeah, well, I, yeah, she probably doesn't have the happiest life in Gunnan either. I don't think anyone does. Um, no matter how many donkeys they're racing or whatever it was they do there, I can't remember what they said in season one. Although, although I can't imagine that younger Danny and that younger Davos racing uh, donkeys. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. So we go to the next episode where most of it is Danny sitting there going, oh, I need to rest. Oh, no, I want to talk Davos down. And that's pretty much his first few scenes I have here. Um, and uh, Later on, uh, Ward is really angry, obviously, that they find out that Joy's conspired behind their backs. But Danny's just trying to meditate and still wants to get through to Davos. And this is when he takes Mary up on her offer to pay half a million and she will take him to Davos, which I was like, that's not a good idea. Like, I know I know Davos is killing people, but Danny, you're like super weak. And you're not going to be able to take him down. And yeah, you think you can talk him down, but if you can't, it's only going to end badly because you're, you're, you know, he's. I don't. I don't. I think once he started killing people, you can't really talk him down. Hmm. Plus, it's Mary. Like, do we trust Mary at this point? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he's very quick to trust her. Um, well, he's trusting also, Walker, and he doesn't know. He only knows Mary. Yeah. Well, you know? Walker is very um, professional and very. She's she's got her own sort of code of honor, and mm-hmm. basically she says, "I'm going to work with the person who pays me. You're paying me, therefore my loyalties lie with you." It's really that cut and dry for her. Mm-hmm. But what I think what they should have said is, "We're going to keep you on retainer," which <laughs> yeah. means that you get a salary and then you never double cross us. Okay? Yeah. She's double crossing all over the place. <laughs> There's more double crossing in this than there is in, uh, I don't know, a Sean Bean movie. But there's another bit about this scene, which is kind of cool, that this time Danny's the one that persuades Ward into a bad idea. It's usually the reverse. Yeah, yeah. Ward is really not, like, up for this, though. He's just like, no, you're crazy, whatever. And, yeah, I, I completely agree with Ward. I don't know what else Danny could have done, but I'm kind of like, why don't you leave it up to Colleen of Misty? Danny, go and have a lie down. <laughs> leave it up to the Daughters of the Dragon. Um, yeah. So when we next see Danny is when he goes with Walker to her place and she's picking up the weapons and he kind of asks her, oh, by the way, uh, so what exactly triggers you to uh, change? And uh, 
What triggers I need you back? I need to know that for later. I, I need to know, know it. It is kind of clever to ask, though, because if she does become Mary, then at least he knows what will turn her back. So yeah. as soon as he said that and they and they answered that question, I wrote in my, my note, oh, she's going to turn back yeah. at the most inopportune time mm-hmm. when he really needs Walker. She's going to become Mary. Okay. Yeah. I mean, whereas I was thinking, okay, he's figuring out the trigger to turn her into Mary if she betrays him. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah. That's quite a good idea because that is, yeah, I guess it is a weapon against her as well because he knows her weakness of what will turn her back. I didn't even think about that. But Danny doesn't think like that. <laughs> no. No. No, he doesn't because he's just a little labradoodle puppy. Um, so we, you know, they're going to go off and find Davos. They enter the ceremony warehouse and Danny's like, Hey, I know you want to dose Davos up with drugs, but let me do it instead because, you know, I, I'm really injured and I can totally sneak up on Davos. I was like, Danny, no, let, let her do it because you're clearly not going to be able to do it. Like I just feel like Danny Danny's not thinking straight this whole episode. No. He's sort of has blood well, sugar, like you said. Yeah, I was gonna say he he's lost so much blood. I mean, for all we know, this whole episode was a hallucination. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens next episode. It was all yeah, a dream. He wakes up. Hospital. Like, he's oh. like, and you were there, Ward, and you were there, and you were there, Clean. <laughs> Um, he guesses that Walker wants to kill Davos um, for joy, um, and he but he says he offers to pay her um, all the money she needs for the cabin if she sticks to their plan instead. And that's when Davos enters, and Danny confronts him about the killings, um, and he says, "You stole the Iron Fist. You didn't earn it. I want you to hand yourself in." And I was like, no. "Once Davos is talking about stuff like he would crush his father's heart if he was there." I don't think you're going to talk no, Davos no. down, Danny. <laughs> no. Um, and this is where Danny sees that Davos has not one, but two iron fists. Oh, snap. If Danny had realised, maybe bringing up his mother might have done something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how Davos would have reacted to that. <laughs> he would have been mm. like, if he said, like, you know, think about your mother, Davos would have probably thought about... Well, what I'm doing is I'm making her proud. I'm doing the iron. I'm being the iron fist. You should have been. I think that's so where his head is, you know. Uh probably is. But at the same time, it might have had more of a chance of getting through to him than talking about his father, because in his mind, his father betrayed him. Yeah, true. That's true. Um, Danny gets a pretty hardcore iron fist fueled punch to the leg. Oh. We don't see it, but ugh, that's yeah. Ugh. So his leg gets broken, and Davos managed to get his, his drug, so he collapses. And this is when uh, Danny's like, "Mary, you need to you need to contact Colleen. You need to contact Colleen." And of course, this is when Mary or Walker turns back into Mary. And but, I mean, he he must be losing um, so much blood, and his brain must be yellowed because he actually tried to tell Mary that he's going to honour Walker's deal of getting the cabin which mm-hmm. you should realise Walker wanting to suppress Mary isn't a good thing for Mary yeah because Mary's not happy about that 
even though she's day, she's like, no, she wants to. What's she say? She wants to escape or something. She can't. She can't, she can't escape. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. wants to imprison Mary. She says something along the line, what about my freedom? Yeah, because she just wants to draw pictures, like Mary. She just wants to like live her own life. Um, and the episode ends with Danny going, Mary, Mary. To an insane degree, I think. <laughs> There's never been someone shouting Mary more um, in something since we saw It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> <laughs> didn't say Mary Mary stop being quite contrary <laughs> oh she sang that as well Mary Walker's creepy as anything in this episode man or these two yeah. episodes who should we talk about next should we talk about Davos because we seem to want to talk about Davos <laughs> no. oh, Davos and has a lot going on in this yeah Davos is Davosing all over the place in this episode uh, Angry, Davos is both angry and happy when he has that fist. <laughs> I know. I wrote in my notes, is this the first time we've seen Davos smile? Because <laughs> he's like kind of smiles that he's got the uh, the iron fist. But it's not a like happy smile. It's a, ha I'm going to kill people smile. Um, <laughs> I love that shot of him at the start where he like smashes through the concrete wall with the mask on. That was pretty cool. Very comic book. I mean, um, I hope this is no one's quote, but we hear him say, I am the Iron Fist, like, 500 times. <laughs> I am the immortal Iron Fist. Yeah. Because, uh, for some reason, for him, being the immortal Iron Fist is better than just being the Iron Fist. <laughs> well, it's the immortal Iron Fist in the comics is the name of the Iron Fist. Mm. So, I think he's just going by proper comic etiquette. <laughs> that That's his type. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, I guess. Um, and when we see, if he's a stickler for for comic continuity. Um, and this is when I like that, that we get the scene, the little flashback scene with the little baby, uh, the baby puppies in this scene, where the difference between them already, because Danny says the Iron Fist protects Kunlun, and Davos says the Iron Fist kills the enemies. Um, yeah. And we get, obviously, uh, his mum, who we actually get her name in this episode. Her name is Priya, um, and Priya is smacking Davos's knuckles. And I was like, ah! Yeah, oh. I mean, it doesn't help. She comes in and says, and that's why Danny will never be kind of it's got, it's, uh, Davos is great, and then all his worst instincts are being reinforced by Priya. She's like, she's like the worst kind of stage mum, Who's like, oh, you're going to be a star. I've raised you to be a star. And then, like, the then Davos goes to an audition on the X Factor and doesn't get through. And his whole world is destroyed. Also, Davos and the X Factor would be adorable. <laughs> it would be adorable. Just imagine, what would Davos sing on the X Factor? Something angry. No, I imagine that his mother is the type to make him perform um, operatic concertos or oh and uh, do some sort of elaborate piano um, I can't imagine Davos singing opera that would be so <laughs> surreal I um, know, I know but also in this scene or, it's either that or Oasis oh yeah it's got to be Oasis sing Wonderwall uh, <laughs> oh god <laughs> I love the shot in this first scene with Davos when he's beating up all these people 
where we get that one shot. I love a good one shot, as we know, of this guy running around the side of the car while Davos is just killing all these golden tiger guys. I think that's really cool. Um, just uh, a like well, no, well no, done I, shot. I guess I like Davos now. See, he's I told you. Something, he's getting something done. You know, <laughs> he just whines about it. <laughs> he's getting shit done. Getting shit done. I was talking to my boss about. Um, I talked to him about these Marvel shows, and I because I always tell him when there's a new one coming out. So I saw him uh, yesterday, and I told him that they denounced Daredevil, and when it's coming out, and I said, you know, I said to him, you've got a few to catch up on though, because he hasn't seen Iron Fist yet, and he was like, I just can't watch Iron Fist. I just don't like that guy's face. And I was like, what? You don't like him in the role? And he was like, no, I just don't like his face. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, well. I feel about Jennifer Garner. So. <laughs> you shut your mouth. I mean, it's your podcast. You can say whatever you want. She's an American hero. I think I agree with you. I do as well. <laughs> yeah. There's something about it. Oh, I just feel like her face is so punchable. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. You're wrong. But, that, but I'm used to it. I listen to this podcast. I'm used to it. You're, you're being wrong. I am staying out of this one. I really have to just. You no, could have backed no. me up there. We would be no, 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 I'm not going in on these guys. So we next see Davos, I think, when he uh, goes into the nightclub and there's stompy Davos music playing and he punches his way into the party. Of him going to a nightclub. I know. I just wanted him to start dancing, but he doesn't really dance. He, I want him to just be like kind of stomping on the spot, and that's his dancing. Although it wasn't there the um, a Manchester um, dance tree from the mid nineties that was essentially that angry stomping dancing. Oh, probably. But anyway, <laughs> can you imagine him going out partying in Manchester, just stomping away? It would be amazing. Oh, I know this is some of those. Just like me. <laughs> uh, and I'll he just some of those crazy Kunlun parties that they probably went oh, to. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man, seriously, the <laughs> mead is <laughs> flowing. <laughs> the donkey showed up. It was a wow. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Uh, no, the, the, it's not mead. It's yak wine or something oh. like that. Oh. <laughs> that sounds wow. That's so gross. <laughs> I know. I know, but it's Kunlun. True. <laughs> oh. Do they ferment the yak wine or? Sure. Well, if it's yak wine, yes, it's fermented. Yeah. What goes on in Kunlun stays in Kunlun. <laughs> oh. Do they serve it chilled or room temperature? They don't have where. I was going to say where are they getting ice from, but then I was like, actually, they're in the mountains, in the ice mountains, so probably yeah. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Imagine it's all. Gross and Stop. we know that we know that oh. Joy likes rose. <laughs> yeah, she's opening up her refrigerator, going, Oh, it's just yak wine again. <laughs> I, 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 now I'm actually wondering whether Kunlun and um, the place where um, Dr. Strange learned all his art, whether they actually stay in touch. They're both Aww. mystical uh, temple places, aren't they? Yeah. That would be awesome if at Kunlun we see a flashback of Kunlun and like Wong from Doctor Strange just walks by and is like, yep, it's me. <laughs> Gives a little cheeky wink at the camera. Aww. Awesome. <laughs> uh, we get the return of this character whose name I didn't find out until after I took all my notes. So I just called him One Eye, but his name is actually Chen. 
Um, we get the return of him. He's the guy who lost his eye when um, Sherry stabbed it with her hair comb. Uh, that's that guy. Um, but I don't think they ever say his name in it, but it's Chen. I saw it in the subtitles at some I point. I thought that Davos would have killed him by now. Sort of like, yes, I've gone through my list, and that just leaves you. But he needs a little lackey to drive him around. Because <laughs> I was like, is it that Davos doesn't drive? Or, you know, I guess. Oh, yeah, I guess he doesn't drive, because Danny said something about he hadn't driven since he was a kid. It probably leaves a carbon footprint, the driving. Oh, But they, uh, it needs this guy to be his little, like, uh, you know, his little Renfield. Yeah, I'm imagining now uh, this guy and uh, Sugar meeting up at a bar <gasps> and just kind of exchanging stories of being, having to be this lucky that drives people around. <laughs> just shaking their heads like, oh, yeah, I well, hear you. <laughs> you know what I mean, just like... Uh, Beer and, um, oh, and what's his name on Babylon 5? Beer no and clue. Well, no you clue. Know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm distracted over here. Look, Will, leave David Tennant alone. <laughs> leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. trying to just, get because, <laughs> just because you've drained all his Kilgrave powers doesn't mean you have to keep him hostage as well. Oh, oh yes, I do. <laughs> he's so pretty oh. <laughs> so he also kills the guy who was in uh, what's his name Ho who I think was the guy who was guarding Sherry's house I was like trying to think where we'd seen some of these people before I was like oh it's that guy and Davos punches him out of the episode through the wall <laughs> out of New York across the ocean <laughs> Back to Manchester. <laughs> he punches well, really him so hard. Should be going. I mean, he should be going to Manchester to clear up the crime. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so then he meets. Oh dear. I just want to see him in Manton. He could turn up in Coronation Street. It would be amazing. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh. oh, he's at the Rovers' return, and like they're like, "Oh, are you new? Have you just moved to the street?" And he's like, "Yeah, no, don't give me Betty's hot pot. I don't, I don't eat meat." <laughs> Come to clean up the crime of Coronation Street. <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh. so so Joy uh, meets Davos at her place, and this is when uh, Davos is basically a giant psychotic creep and says that his plan has only just begun now that he's grasped his destiny um, and he wants her to be part of it. And I was like, is he about to propose? Uh, what's going on? Wait for him to say, you remind me of my mother. Oh, oh no. I think I would have thrown up in my mouth if that happened. Oh, oh if he called her mummy at some point. Oh, oh no. Um, he wants her to be part of it. But I, I mean, he's so kind of, asexual and you know I, I guess he's not now after that first episode but like does he want them to be together or he just wants her to be his partner or what I don't really understand I mean, maybe what he was saying at the end maybe he wants her to become his student maybe I think um, he just wants another wacky <laughs> <laughs> because I think that's why he asks about those kids and what they're doing and so like I think he's just oh, trying true, to yeah. build his like army of guys who are bad but not bad, bad. I not guess. as bad as not him. Bad, <laughs> not bad enough to kill. 
but maybe bad enough to be like his evil minions. Unless he wants to build a mini can learn in New York. Ooh. Well, Daredevil in the comics did once build a giant pagoda over all of Elle's kitchen. So, I mean, could happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you yeah, you know, that's what Daredevil does. He doesn't make the greatest life choices. Uh, and this is when Davil says to her as well that every choice of hers from here on in will have consequences. And then we get that scene with him and his mother when he says that he's leaving. And I agree, it's so well acted by both of them. I mean, we spoke Uh, about it already. Is there anything else you guys want to say about it? It's so, it's so good. Nope, okay. I just love the camera shot, how you can you know, see both at the same time on yeah. Yeah. whatever they had in between them. It's supposed to be the wall. Love this is a beautiful like episode. Yeah, it, it's beautiful, um, this episode. At least we've actually seen Kunlun this season. I know, right? I still want to see, like, the donkeys and, you know, the apothecary and all that kind of weird <laughs> stuff going on. And the dance clubs. The dance clubs. <laughs> I wasn't here for the first episode, but that was kind of weird when Davos hooked up with that senator's wife. Oh, yeah. well, you should be that. weirded out. It's, it's, yeah, it's awful. Like how, oh, how long has it been since Danny became the Iron Fist and when he showed up in New York? Do we know? Uh, Do you have an idea? Was it not that long? I would say it's maybe about six months. Okay. I would have thought, okay. um, but they haven't so really said. Davos didn't wait too long to leave and bring Danny back. No, he must have gone to get him straight away. Yeah. He missed him. He missed his buddy. But yeah, he's obviously leaving to go and get Danny from New York, and I guess he thinks that that will help things in his mum's eyes. And we also didn't talk about the conversation, sorry, with his mum, where she says to him she would rather be barren than have him as a son. Oh. Yeah. Ugh, shut up, lady. That's horrible. I know, she really is awful. That really upset me. I was like, oh. Yeah, and really sounds like she she doesn't like his father at all because it sounds like she hates the fact that um, he soldiered with Danny just as much. She doesn't need the fact that. His father stopped the fight to save Tabot's life. Yeah, yeah, I think she's yeah she's angry at him because she feels like he's siding with with Danny, with Danny. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, um, she doesn't have a Manchester accent, so it had to come from somewhere. <laughs> I know. That's what I love. His parents are Chinese and Indian. <laughs> And he's from, he's got a Manchester accent. And he, he grew up in Kunlun and he's got a Manchester accent. I love it. It's just so bizarre. It's great. Oh, uh, must be a Manchester district in Kunlun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Davos is out every night party on Canal Street. He's just like, whoop, whoop, in all the clubs. <laughs> uh, that's for our British listeners. Anyway, <laughs> so we next see him in, well, we first see him in the next episode where he's going around with Chen, um, crossing people off his list and just murdering people, basically. And then they go to the hatchet chop shop. And this is when BB and the crew are watching in the background. Um, and Chen, <laughs> go on. So you've just made me think now, now, Davos is 
God, at least he's checking your choice. Get to find out who's naughty like. <laughs> yeah, he could be like the Christmas boogeyman, except, uh, you know, instead of Krampus. It's like, watch out, Davos is going to get you. Yeah. What? I don't think that's my rating system for this episode. <laughs> Everybody else use that. <laughs> I like that Chen turns up his, like, soul disco, whatever he's listening to, so he can't hear Davos murdering these yeah. people. That's kind of funny. Um, and then we next see Davos. We don't see him for ages, I don't think, because he's basically just going around and killing people, and that's about it. And I think it's when he turns up at his garage that he's staying. And he's like, Chen's like, oh, you staying here? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, what is it? Is it a warehouse? And I was like, oh, no, it's a garage. Why is he staying in a garage? Very strange. And then he says that day is going to be the first of many days like it. It's as if this place, the place where he got the power of the Iron Fist, you know, this is going to be the base of operations now because yeah. it's where I got my power. I guess. I guess he's like hiding all the, you know, the bowl and all that stuff somewhere that he used for it. Um, so obviously he finds Danny and Mary, and he and Danny have this argument where, you know, Davos says that Danny values nothing because he was handed everything. And he says he would crush his father's heart. And it's all very dark and scary. And then Mary tries to sneak up on him. Um, but he manages to beat her. But he does get drugged. So as he collapses. And then he breaks Danny's leg. And it's gross and horrible. And that's the last time we see him in that episode. So Matt. Was your heart full of, was your heart full of love for Davos by the end of this episode Matt? No, it was not. Um, I was appreciating that he was getting shit done. Then he makes a crack about how awesome it is to be a vegetarian. <laughs> fine, if you want to. Just don't be smug about it. That's my problem. He's so fucking smug. <laughs> He's a smug vegetarian. I'm glad that you're not a smug vegetarian, Tammy. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I want to eat meat so bad. <laughs> Well, I don't know. If he was an American vegetarian, he would have mentioned it like 50 times. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he's vegan as well. Oh, he's totally vegan. He's Ooh. definitely vegan. Like, come on. <laughs> if they believe in, like, chi is in all things, then if you're killing a carrot, you're killing its chi. Devils. I, yeah, by all rights, he should be a breatharian. Yeah, he should be a breatharian, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, well, as the guy mentions, he's also killing people, so I don't think that that's all <laughs> uh, I bet he uses the word sustainable about... Oh, uh, no! Oh. Um, he's so, so woke. He's so woke. If there's one thing we can say about Davos is, he's so woke. <laughs> So, was there anything else you guys wanted to add about Ward? Because we probably don't need to talk about Ward separately. Oh, actually, we could talk about Ward and Joy a bit, because they do have scenes on their own. Um, we can just go over those. Um, Ward, uh, like, I feel so bad for Ward. <laughs> he's, like, I mean, yeah. he's not doing the best job, obviously, at trying to get Joy on side. But there's the bit where they bring Joy to Danny and Colleen's apartment, and he was obviously really worried about her. And he goes over to hug her and she just pushes him away. And I was like, yeah. what? No. Like, He's trying so hard. But she's also right later when she says yeah. to him, do you listen to yourself? All you say is what he wants. And he does. Because as soon as she points it out to him, he's quiet because he doesn't know what to say. 
Because everything he says is, I want, I want, this is what I want. But at the same time, she's not listening to him either. They're not listening to each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, I think this is the first time she's ever hearing about how much their dad, like, physically abused him. Yeah. When he was taking care of her and, like, why he actually kept her away. It wasn't because it was some weird secret. It was because he was physically scared for her mm-hmm. that uh, the dad then, would do something. And then also mentally tortured by his father, who would... Oh, I'm yeah. sure what he left out from his story was that, because Joy cut him off, was then my father would call me mm-hmm. and threaten Joy yeah. if, if he did, didn't back down. Yeah. And, kind of, and even the whole thing, like, he says he bought the plane tickets, he went to go get her... But we watched in the episode where he bought plane tickets and his dad, like, transferred the money and cut him off. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like he could. Like, his, his, the dad was like, Harold was watching everything. Yeah. He was watching course. every move. So he really couldn't get away and he couldn't tell Joy for her own safety. But he's never told her that much or even tried to tell her that much because it was up until this point until she pointed it out to him it has been all about him Mm -hmm. (laughs) and what he thinks is best for her yeah yeah which is not the way to do anything (laughs) because joy joy wants to be completely independent like she says um was he a little attracted to misty and was she a little Oh, we will talk about this later. We'll, no, no, no. We will talk about this later because I have all the notes. Um, I just want to say, when that moment when he's talking to Joy and his voice cracks when he talks about Harold, like, beating him up, oh, my God, he's so good. He's so good. Why, why has this actor not got bigger roles? He's so good. Like, just want to say that. He's, he's amazing. Um... And Joy is, I mean, we get a lot of Joy's side of this as well from when she's talking to to Mary and to Ward and stuff. But Joy's still super dark. I mean, she's perfectly happy to hire Mary to kill Davos now. So I feel like she's she's in, she's got in too deep with Davos. But I mean, she just, after Ward like bears his soul to her as much as he, he does, she just walks away from him and says like, you know, goodbye forever. Goodbye forever. It's just really harsh. Yeah, it, uh, I it, it's really sad at the same time because there was a chance in that conversation. Ward could have said, "Just okay, then. If you need to leave, then leave. No, I love you, and mm-hmm. if you come back, I'll be here." Yeah. If you had said that, it feels like it might. She might have left them. You know better terms somehow yeah but he can't say it no he can't that that scene though with them talking where he's sitting on the floor and she's in the chair where Mm -hmm. he's just like basically below her physically I loved it it looks so good so much good um, character stuff in these episodes I think like not uh, there was a, a bit of good action which we'll get to in a in a sec, but yeah, so much character stuff. I just love characters talking to each other, and it's good, good character stuff, you know. Let's talk about Colleen, and we can talk about Misty and that as well, um, because we have to talk about uh, my new favorite couple, 
Misty, Misty and Ward. <laughs> oh, there were so many there oh, the, I've not seen such sexual tension since uh, Scully and Skinner were on screen together in the X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, yeah. Uh, I also want to mention about um, quickly about scene transition. Um, oh, no, I'll talk to, about that when we talk about Mary. Sorry, I'll do that in a minute. Um, so we first see Colleen and Misty when they meet up with... Um, when they're worried about Danny, they haven't heard anything. And uh, they decide to try and get some fingerprints off of the photos that Mary gave them because they want to try and track Mary down so they can find out possibly where Danny is. And rather than going through the police, they decide to go and meet Ward because he can get it done quicker through Rand. And... One thing in this that doesn't quite make sense. Misty asked for something that only Danny and Colleen have touched. Colleen goes and picks up a yes. um, menu. Yeah. Menu that everyone has touched. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Everyone has touched that menu. Maybe she didn't understand. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, get, like, I don't know. Get something like a, a a bottle from the shower with you know for or their thing of toothpaste or whatever you know. Maybe she made a photocopy of the original menu. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I was surprised that we were getting this much Misty, I guess. I figured she'd be in one episode and that was it. She's a regular wow. in this season. Oh, she is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is I didn't she? notice. Oh, nice. I hope she's the new... Um, oh, and I'm blanking on the name now, but essentially the new one that links all of these series together. She wasn't in um, Jessica Jones, but yeah, mm-hmm. she's been in... Um, Luke Cage, she's in Iron Fist, maybe. She'll be in Daredevil next. I just love her turning up and just calling out people on their shit. That's what I want yeah. her to do in all of these shows. Just, like, turn up. I know she doesn't know Matt, but, like, in season three of Daredevil, I just want her to, <laughs> to be moping somewhere and then her to just turn up and go, nope, pull your shit together. <laughs> and I've just... seen enough of this with Danny and Luke. Yeah, exactly. It would be great. Um... When Misty and Ward lock eyes, I mean, there's never been such fireworks in New York since <laughs> New Year's Eve in Times Square. Come on. Like, these two. Me and Rebecca were, like, shipping these two so hard just after this one moment. Because I could get with Misty and Ward. Come on. Yeah. They'd be so hot. She was set him straight like on day one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't worry, A for him. Sorry, Bethany who? No no no. Misty, come on. It's all about She's too good for him. Oh no. It'll be oh it'd be amazing. It'll be so amazing. I love it. Um and he, he approves of her robot arm. I won't nick someone's qu- quote <laughs> if it's a quote. <laughs> so uh Kalina Misty outright in the episode as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Misty head to the coffee shop where Danny saw Mary once. Misty's convinced that Danny's fine, but Colleen thinks he's hurt, and she's frustrated that she feels like she's been dragged back into this life, and that she should have noticed sooner that there was something going on with Danny. And Misty says, "Hey, you know, I run background checks before I have dates." <laughs> and then I wrote in my notes, "Please, can we have a Daughters of the Dragon TV series? Please, yeah. please." I, I just want to watch these two. Well together. They They're do. They, so they, good. Yeah. They they managed to get this right somehow. I mean, it's it's as if even though you know, Arthur season one didn't have Misty in it, and um, you know, 
they they got this. They got two actors that managed to work so well together. These two have more chemistry, and not as in like you know the chemistry that Misty and Ward have, but these two have more chemistry, I think, than Colleen and Danny. And I think Danny and Colleen do have chemistry, but these two have much more. I feel like, like I, I don't know. I just love these two together. Like they need to have these two together every season because they're amazing together. Um, and this is when we get the uh, the call on the police radio. Um, that there is a suspect with ability, so off they go to figure that out. Um, and then when we see them next, it's quite a while later, and I think it's when they go to... Where is it they go to? We next see them. Right. Oh, they go They go to the crime scene, yeah. And there's just dead people everywhere, you know, and they talk about the fact that this guy was punched into out of the season because he was so punched so hard and they go they find out that some hookers overheard that the guy who did it had a glowing red fist and they're like oh, red <laughs> and uh, find out about it um, and I can't remember how they go from that to going to Joy is it that Ward tells them to go and warn Joy about Davos because Davos is dangerous I think that's it isn't it they go back to see Danny oh. Well, Ward also has info on Walker as well. Oh, yes, and uh, Ward has all the info on Walker, so that's when they go to uh, Joy's place to go and talk to Joy about Davos. We get get the info that Walker was ex-military, which that plus a few other things, I was really starting to think, okay, Walker is the original personality. Mm -hmm. See, her full name is Mary Walker, but... She now just goes by Walker because her alternate is so much, you know, goes by Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the way Mary acted at the end made me think, oh, is Mary actually the real um, personality and Walker's the alternate? And they've done a good job of making you clip on that. Because mm-hmm. they both seem to think that they're, the other one is the alter, you know, they're the main one. Although Mary yeah. seems less aware of what's happening than Walker is. Um, talking about all the dead bodies in this scene, we have that scene at one point with um, with Sherry where Davos has been going around killing all the men and Sherry picks up a the pack of cards or a card like an ace of spades and it's covered in blood. I really want to think that that was them doing a little nod to, hey, Bullseye's going to be in Daredevil. Because that is maybe, very Bullseye. Um, maybe when Davos left, Bullseye came in and... <laughs> Oh, okay, I'll leave the card here. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take <laughs> Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, it was me. I didn't do any of the work. And then Davos finds out and he's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that go would be amazing. Mary for a second? Yeah, go for it. Uh, were they trying to say that her personalities were created because of some sort of military experiment or something? Uh, I don't think they said, and I okay. won't say any more. <laughs> uh, all they right. said was she was discharged <laughs> for medical reasons. Yeah, that's okay. all they said. Yeah. So it could be an experiment. I mean, we know, obviously, they like to do that kind of they thing. They love to do their experiments. These shows, they love to experiment on people, yeah, but we, yeah. we don't know. We don't know. We'll have to wait and see, Matthew. All right. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> in the MCU because of that one successful experiment back in the 40s they're always trying to replicate it all they do is try and replicate Captain America (laughs) 
<laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no. Have you seen those abs? Seriously. <laughs> I suppose. Probably charms, really. Oh, those arms. Try if you can get those abs again. <laughs> Colleen and Misty go over to Joy's house, and immediately Misty's like, "Yeah, you're you're totally hiding someone. There's someone else here," <laughs> because Joy is rubbish at cloaking her shit. She could be a regular Sam Beckett here. She's terrible. Well, maybe in that scene she was leapt into by Sam Beckett. <laughs> That's why she's like, what? Who? <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, and this is when we get a fight scene with Mary versus Misty and Colleen, um, which Misty manages to stop when she pulls the gun and Mary drops her machete and Misty cuffs her. And I I just love they have Mary having the, the uh, machetes from the comics. It's so awesome because it's such a weird weapon, you know? It's like... I just feel like it's such a weird weapon for someone to have. But I love that she's got these machetes. Uh, and then when we see Colleen and Misty is when they basically take Mary and Joy back to the apartment and Colleen's all worried about uh, Danny and blah, 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 and everything. And then we get that awesome open of the fifth episode, which is oh. a real close-up oh. shot of Misty's face. Which I don't know why they did it, but I don't mind them doing it because Mo Missick is beautiful. But it was yeah. like I didn't understand why. It, 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 weirdly, it felt like something she would say, Luke Cage, not Unfist, but it was still cool nonetheless. Yeah. Felt like this little seed from Luke Cage had just been planted inside the Iron Fist series. Brilliant. Yeah, really cool. Um, so she's questioning Mary and Joy about stuff, and this is when they find out about the Yakuza uh, a tattoo done by the Crane Sisters. Um, so they're going to go off and hunt the Crane Sisters now. There's a lot of Did them finding stuff out and heading off. Go on. I'm sorry. That's right. Did you talk about this last week, or did this, is this the first time they mentioned the Crane Sisters? I thought they may have mentioned them. Uh, they mentioned them last week by okay, so name. Are they related to Madame Gal somehow? Um, not that we know of. I think they're just using the name because in the comics there's the Crane Daughters, but they are nothing. I think it's like they're birthed by someone and they can can combine and become a giant crane. I think that's what Rebecca oh, mentioned last week. It was all very weird. Oh, yeah, it's like, exactly. It's all really strange. Um, they just, uh, it just seems like they're just um, tattooists. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they know. They're just like really off-the-grid tattooists. They don't seem to know much about all the mystical stuff. It was just they just got Davos too. They just followed his orders. Like shop looks so dirty. I was like, oh no, I would not be getting a tattoo there. And you know those uh, those tattoo rods they're using aren't sterilized. No, not at all. Um, I just have to mention about their the, the Colleen and Misty's little drive to the tattoo parlor where they're talking about snacks and oh, yeah. oh my Again, god, no, and their five year plan. It's so good. I I just want yeah. them to have a show, please. Like um, Misty knows it too. He's <laughs> essentially saying to Colleen, I want you to be my partner in this. Yeah. Where'd you see yourself yeah. in five years' time? Daughters of the Dragon Show, bitches. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah it would be like four episodes, and it would be like the best four episodes. It really would. It would be so yeah. good. 
Um, so when they get to the tattoo parlour, I like that we get that little crane, the drawing of the crane on the uh, the door. That was quite cool. So people know where it is because they're in like an abandoned funeral home. I was like, ugh. So not only is it filthy and the the needles are unsterilised, there's probably like dead must all around that place and it's ugh. gross. Ugh. Yeah. And um, they, I, I don't get this bit where she like looks at them, one of the tattooists, and she goes, you guys haven't got any ink. What are you doing here? And I was like, they're wearing winter clothes. You cannot see any part of them <laughs> apart from their necks. She just look knew. at people. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you have some sort of mystical skill to see whether some <laughs> to see tattoos. <laughs> That's their mutant power. They can... Worst mutant power ever. <laughs> well, I, I will say this like my my larger tattoos are on the side the both sides of my body and so they're they're pretty substantial and then i went to go get the one smaller one on my wrist and when i went to the tattoo parlor the guy obviously could not see my other tattoos and he was like you know the wrist is is really painful are you going to be able to handle like you know the needle is there anything i need to tell you about it? i'm like and I've got other tattoos. He's like, oh, yeah? And then, like, almost challenged. Like, I felt a little challenged. Like, and I put up my top, and I was like, yeah, I've got these two. And he goes, oh, okay, I think you're good. <laughs> you're like, bitch, please. You the superpower that they have. No, no, not the power. Not at all. And Dazzler has the worst being power ever, I think. <laughs> I think the tattoo power might be worse than Dazzler's, which is saying something. Because imagine they're getting attacked, like the X-Mansion, and they're like, oh, who's attacking us? And someone's like, I don't know, but they've got a sweet tattoo. <laughs> well, it might be useful, isn't there, that um, mutant whose tattoos can come alive? And, oh, uh, yes, who was in the Electra movie. Essentially, <laughs> the only use is to sense where he is and to sense where that, that one guy is <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> um, I love this fight scene it's amazing it's so good I love that Colleen is clearly enjoying this fight scene I love that this is because um, you guys might not have heard Ian and Matt and Will if you haven't heard last week's episode that two of the tattooists, I don't know who the third one is, but two of them are Gene Tree and um, uh, Lauren Kim. Lauren Kim is the stunt double for Electra, who has been on our show before as a guest. And Gene, um, Gene Tree is uh, uh, also one of the stunt workers who was in Daredevil season two as the Yakuza member with the blue lipstick. So, and I love that they actually get to kind of have characters and do acting as well, you know. We get to actually yeah. see them. I think it's really cool. I was, I was so pleased to see them. And they're, they're both, like, super proud of this scene because um, they've been uh, putting on Facebook a, a ton about it. Um, but I, I just love this scene. I love that it's just this all-women fight. Colleen's having the time of her life. <laughs> She's just grinning the whole time. And then Misty, Misty like sticks her arm out and like knocks the woman, the last woman, <laughs> off her motorbike. So it was amazing. Oh, and I think so the good. way it's shot as well, they took full advantage of the talent they had. And mm-hmm. just they were they were able to show off the fight so well and yeah, so good. Like one of the best fight scenes in you know. Better than anything in season one, for sure. And one of my favourite fight it, scenes in this season. And it so didn't far. need to be in the hallway at all. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should have said, we'll take this into a hallway. <laughs> 
wonder if we'll get a sweet hallway scene in Daredevil Season 3, because they're probably feeling like they have to... Because you know, in the Season 1 they did the hallway fight, in the Season 2 they did the stairway fight. And they're probably feeling a bit of pressure to, you know, improve oh, it, improve upon it. Where will the Season 3 fight be? Like, underwater! <laughs> no, if I was doing that, I would essentially have it happen off-screen and have people flying into <laughs> the frame, kind of... Yeah, there's a hallway fight, but you're not going to get to see it this time. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to see it, just imagine it. <laughs> Um, like it, if, if in the MCU, whenever anyone wanted to say, should we take this outside, they instead they said, should we take this into a hallway? <laughs> yeah. It really should be like a running theme oh. in every movie and TV show from now on. They need to say that in one of these shows. Like, one of them needs to say it. You know? It would be, yeah, it would be great. It would be a great little in-joke. <laughs> um, particularly as the show's been going on for this long, that you, they can get these little in-jokes now that the fans will get, you know, that just stuff that just keeps popping up. Like the fact that they're always in warehouses. It's like, and we're in another warehouse. <laughs> There's so many abandoned warehouses in New York. Um, oh, they're docks. Yeah, exactly. At the docks or on the warehouse. And this is when they get the info about the ceremony and they want to do the ritual in reverse, but uh, Gene Tree tells them that they're going to need the bowl. So they're going to have to get the bowl from from Davos. Uh, so they head home and uh, realise that Danny's gone. And Misty jokes that Colleen should get a tattoo with Danny's name and a heart. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last time we see them. So we need to talk about Mary. So shall we just go generally on Mary? Because we've kind of covered all of her scenes. And you guys already said some stuff about her. So... We learn a bit more about Mary this week because we learn, obviously, about her military background um, and stuff like that. But what what do you guys think about Mary so far? Like, in, like Will, what do you think of her? Because, obviously, you haven't recorded with us yet. Um, I like her. I mean, there's some stuff I don't... Um, I don't know. I was, once I realized who she was supposed to be, I, I was excited because you know, I've seen... I've read some stuff with Typhoid Mary in it, Um but yeah, I mean, I, I like the. I think I'm more interested in the Walker side of her than the Mary mm. side of her. Oh yeah, def- yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like Matt, I know you said before that you love Mary because she's just so crazy, or Mary and Walker. She's a straight up kook. <laughs> Did you like the bit where she's being interrogated by Misty and she's like, click like clicking her teeth and like singing? Like, doesn't she be like Mary? Or something. Oh yeah. She's so bonkers. I love her. Yeah. There's a song I like called Crazy Mary, and I keep thinking about that whenever I see her on the screen. I just posted <laughs> it on Facebook. But... Nice. <laughs> There's moments that she sings in the comics where she sings like Mary Mary quite contrary. And uh, there might be a reference later on in the show of her singing that is directly from the comics, which is very cool. So you you confirm that the Whatever blows your skirt up is a line from the comics. Yes, you know, like a I, catch, character catchphrase. Um, not necessarily a character catchphrase. I just I think it's just like a moment that's kind of iconic because she hasn't been in the mm. comics like a ton. I can't remember. I did go looking for the um, the panel where it appears, but I couldn't find it. But I've got a feeling it's from the Bendis. Uh, no, not the Bendis one. The original and the Chenty run. But I don't know for sure. I couldn't confirm when. Um, so what about uh, when she says to Danny, "Wake up, sunshine," and she uh, says it all weird, like "Wake up, sunshine" or whatever she's, however she said it. 
I don't know. It sounds like something she probably would say, but I don't know from the comics. I'm I'm not I'm terrible at like remembering dialogue and stuff from the comics, but it sounds like something she would say at some point. I can't remember exactly where I've seen her. I want to say it was in Spider Man or X Men or something like that. Whatever I used to yeah. in the nineties. She's in X Men because she is technically a mutant, so she appears in X Men, you know, sometimes. Okay. Um, and Spider Man, that makes sense. She kind of like you know turns up all over the place, really. She's a bit like Electra, you know. She might turn up in all different sort of titles. Um, because te- really, she's got um, she's got a slight. I think she's slightly telepathic, but she's definitely pyrokinetic in the comics. So she just sets stuff on fire with her mind. So me and Rebecca were joking that we really hope at some point she turn puts. You know, they might not make her pyrokinetic because this is much more grounded. But just have her set fire to something as a nice nod to it. You know. Yeah. Um, that would be cool. So. Any notes about her? Because we find out, obviously, what her end game is, where she wants to go and retire in this little, you know, little hut in the middle of nowhere, where there's no strobe lights or, uh, or not strobe lights, yeah, strobe lights or rain or anything, so she'll never turn back into Mary. Yeah, well, it does rain in Arizona, so she <laughs> They have monsoons every summer. Well, unless she's planning on um, living... Inside some sort of dome, you know. Under the dome. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I finally uh, saw part of uh, season three of that. And, oh, I just I I, I couldn't watch it because it went off the rails completely. I've never seen it. Speaking of I Stephen mean, King, though. To begin with. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Speaking of Stephen King, I saw one of the most delightful pictures I've ever seen today on Facebook which is a um, behind-the-scenes shot from the new It movie, and it's uh, Bill Hader as um, uh, the adult Richie Tozier and Pennywise laughing together, having a good old chuckle, and it was delightful. (laughs) It's like he's told Pennywise a joke, and Pennywise is like, oh, you. (laughs) 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 And it's great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, I still think, I still really love... Um, Mary in uh, Mary and Walker. I think I definitely agree with you though that Walker is a lot more interesting than Mary. Well, we we've, we've seen a lot more of Walker than we have of Mary. And Mary's just so kind of like uh, you know ditzy and so. Although she's she, it's interesting at the end when she she obviously mentions that she is aware of of Walker and I mean we got that before with the post-it notes, but you know there's she's definitely more aware than she had been letting on so far. She's as dumb as she plays. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe less ditzy than um, Walker thinks she is. Yeah, I also think it's more innocent versus being dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she knows what's going on, and I think she knows what she needs to do to try and stay in as much control as she can. Yeah, that's um, why she has the water always running and yeah, and things like that, you know. I mean, it would make uh, a bit of sense if she actually had some LEDs in her flat as well that she could turn on to flash at her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she could change whenever she wanted. I yeah. Don't know. Uh, any other so, notes on, on Mary, though? Nope. <laughs> okay. uh, no, no, no. It's, yeah, need to see more of her to really get an idea of really what she's about. I would love for them to start bringing in her comic book costume, 
like her original costume because it's kind of crazy um with the like pink shirt or just have her wearing something pink to reference it and because so far she's just kind of just wore black when she's walker but if they got her into the typhoid mary costume that would be amazing uh okay do you guys want some easter eggs sure okay yes so uh misty identifies a 616 police radio call as a possible suspect with abilities uh, ah, 616 yeah. is the dimensional numerical designation of the main comic book Marvel universe. So for non-comic book readers, <laughs> if something happens in a, another universe in uh, comics, in Marvel comics, it will be a different universe. It might have a, a certain name. But everything that happens in the main comic book universe in Marvel comics is uh, 616. So if you have here 616. Do you have a designation? I, no, I guess not. I don't know, it's just MCU. It must do. It must mm, do if they do that. I don't know. I no clue. And also, I mean, we don't know. Uh, Davos's red fist mirrors how it was depicted in um, the comics. The episode title, um, which was... Which one was it? Heart of the Dragon, is taken from Marvel premiere number 16, the second Danny Rand adventure. But there are no story similarities with that comic, though. Um, going into the next episode, the Crane sisters explicitly define Davos's tattoo as a serpent and that they had to use their steel needles to give it to him. This is probably the closest we'll ever get to having Davos identified as the steel serpent on this show, which is probably true. Um, and that's about it. Let me just check if there's any more. Oh, a beaten, depowered Danny being treated in an apartment by someone who really wants nothing to do with all the superhero craziness is a scene mirrored in the pages of Iron Fist number 15. And The Dragon Dies at Dawn, which was the episode title, was the name of the story that first appeared in Iron Fist number 9 uh, in 1976. And yes, this one prominently featured the Golden Tigers in their probably in their little outfits we saw from last week that that Tammy and I loved. Well, I just looked it up. Um, the designation for the MCU is one million ninety-nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine. Oh, okay. It trips off the time. <laughs> is that a reference to all the places, the universes that Doctor Strange saw in Infinity War? I just did a basic Google search. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. It's just really you could have come up with a better number than that. Yeah, it's not that catchy. <laughs> uh, right, let's get into quotes, guys. Um, Tamalama Ding Dong, do you want to go first this week? Okay. Uh, let's see. Tamalama. No. I like that Mary says weird things like "someone walk over your grave." <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> You're so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, do you have any quotes? Oh yeah, Joey's one to Davos. You have your arm fist. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> Every good boy deserves one. <laughs> so if you're good on Davos's list, if you've been nice, does he put a little iron fist in your stocking for you? <laughs> <laughs> a little iron fist sticker. <laughs> oh, the iron fist doing a thumbs up. <laughs> Will, do you have any quotes? Um, this may not be completely accurate, but Misty said, next time I say habanero, give me some habanero. 
sorry, what were they talking about there? I mean, uh, snacks, yes, but what specific snacks? It looked like trying? like little crunchy snacks. Well, I imagined it was like little, you know, when you have like the um, the corn covered yeah, in the like roasted corn. Yeah, the roasted corn. Yeah, I thought it was that. Yeah. Well, whatever it was, Misty's point was it's better to have carbs than something sweet because carbs yeah. get you off your feet I, and you won't crash. I agree as I, well. Oh yeah. I also agree, habanero and not um, teriyaki. Yeah. I don't like teriyaki. Gross. Uh, I've got a quote, which is from Misty, uh, talking about Ward, which is, while we're waiting on tall, dark and arrogant, is there anyone else who might have a lead on Mary? And I was like, the chemistry, I can't handle it. (laughs) Matt, do you have any quotes? I do not. Well, then I'm going to go back to Tammy Lambs and see if she has any more. Yeah. Um... I have a joy quote. Your fist lights up. It's really exciting. <laughs> 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 I missed that. Oh. I have another one from Misty, which is <laughs> when she's trying to get the kids to free Danny, and she says, what about NYPD didn't you understand? Well, I just love the way she says, what <laughs> didn't you understand? She's so awesome. <laughs> Uh, it's not quite, but now I'm thinking, actually, Joy at some point's bound to reference the Iron Fist as someone with a walking lava lamp. Any other quotes, guys? Um, oh, I have another one. I have one between yeah. Davos and Chen, which is, Davos, oh, says, Davos says, it actually reminds me of home. Chen says, and where is that? Davos says, a name you're not worthy yeah, of hearing. Yeah, and Chen yeah. says, okay then. <laughs> yeah. I do think Chen is great with Davos. He's so funny. I have, I, uh, I have a one from Davos uh, to Danny. This is what commitment looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and then he puts a ring on it. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> oh, but you've got... Um... What's it, the whole ward thing to Misty as well, but when you say it's not really brilliant quote, but like, when Ward says it to Misty, it's brilliant. <laughs> like sporting a Maserati with fingers. Yes. And then, like, I love it when they say it later, like Misty yeah. and um, Clint, they're like, what did he call it? My Maserati arm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, right, now it's time to rate the episodes. So, uh, Ian. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I think so far these are the best two episodes so far in the Artem part. It could get better, but it's a really high point, probably because you've got some awesome Misty Colleen scenes in it. So, uh, episode five, I think... um, Eight and a half out of ten Maserati arms. (laughs) That was my backup, in case my other one was taken. Then um, episode six has to be nine out of ten, and I've completely blanked on the rating system, but nine out of ten. Nine out of ten summons. Cool. Uh, Matt, do you want... Nine out of ten killer vegetarians. (laughs) Awesome. Matt, do you want to go next? Yeah, I like both of these quite a lot. Had some great scenes in both. I would say the first one's weaker only because I have really have to suspend my disbelief that Danny could be coughing up that much blood <laughs> and somehow, I don't know, be alive. It 
doesn't make any sense. Uh, so I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Grown men with mommy issues. <laughs> and then uh, the next one, an 8.5 out of 10. Smug vegetarians. <laughs> <laughs> William, Will I Am, you're next. Okay, so... Yeah, I agree. Both the episodes are really strong. I think I think the season's gotten better since Misty showed up. Um, I think I like them both equally. But first, I'll try, I'll try to get caught up a little bit very quickly. So episode one, I gave seven out of ten wounds <laughs> that aren't disinfected before bandaging. Um, episode two, I gave seven and a half out of ten BBs just like the bullets. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, episode three, seven and a half out of ten grilled meatballs. Ooh. Uh, episode four, eight and a half out of ten. Hot damn, it's Misty Night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and episode five, I gave eight and a half out of ten names on Davos's naughty list. <laughs> How many was that? Sorry? How many was that? Sorry. Eight How, and a half. Eight and a half. Thanks. Yep. And episode... Six, I gave eight and a half out of ten uh, raindrops that pull out different personality. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Tammy? Uh, yeah, I actually I gave these episodes the same. I liked them both. Um, in the first episode, I really liked all the bromance stuff between <laughs> Ward and Danny. Uh, and I like Ward finally getting the point. He needs to stop trying to, you know... Uh, control everything. It's not about him. It's not about you, Ward. I love <laughs> you, but it's not about you. Uh, and on the second one, I I liked all the Mary stuff we got, and all the fighting with the tattoo ladies, the Crane Sisters. So, uh, I gave them both 8.5 out of 10. The first one, Colleen getting her groove back, and the other one is Mary, 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 Mary! <laughs> I don't know how many times Danny said it! <laughs> but I hope it wasn't that. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> Whenever anyone's just yelling Mary, all I think of is it's a wonderful life. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, Claire, just before you give your ratings, uh, <laughs> Tammy, you made me imagine an awesome scene now where um, Danny and Colleen and Ward and Misty go out on a double date. <laughs> oh, oh, a bit amazing. Well, yeah, and, um, <laughs> Tammy, you imagine you made me imagine a scene in which the paramedics were like, "Dude, she's not coming back." And the paramedic did turn to Mary and goes, "Are you driving with us? Are you riding with us?" And she just keeps walking. So, guess what he does? He's like, "Okay, obviously she's not. She's coming not back. coming back." And we kind of she's have to go. Into you. <laughs> she's just not that into you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I loved both these episodes. I love all the character stuff, and I love, particularly between Danny and Ward in the first one, and I love the um, the little moments with Mary in the second one. I love Misty Knight. She's awesome. I really like the fight scene in the tattoo parlor. It's great. Um, yeah, just really, really good episodes, and I agree that the this, this series got better once Misty turned up in it. Um, so I'm going to give eight uh, episode uh, five, sorry, eight point three out of ten, Wisties, which is my new shipper name for Warden Misty Wisty, <laughs> and an <laughs> uh, episode six. I'm going to give eight point five out of ten, snapping Danny Bones in his leg. Ouch. 
Ouch. Take him to the vet, someone. Give him the cone of shame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that gives <laughs> that gives episode five an average of eight point three, and episode six an average of eight point five. So really strong episodes, uh, which is awesome. Uh, so now it's time for some feedback. Tammy, I've sent you a voicemail from I think from Moira, um, and then I have one email. Will, do you want to read an email with your sultry tones? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's from oh Nutty. <laughs> Nutty Nuchas. Here you go. I've put it in the Skype window for you now. Oh, wow. I just popped up on the screen real. <laughs> oh, now it just disappeared. Where'd it go? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. Skype. I'll get it back. Oh, shall we do it again? Here you go. No, I've got oh, it. <laughs> it starts with Daughters of the Dragon. Daughters of the Dragon. All Colleen and Misty all the time. I can't help but wonder, what does Joy really get out of her deal with Davos? Revenge. <laughs> when Ward is shocked that Davos hurt Danny and held his... Uh, oh. Held his... Head... Oh, I guess it's his hand. hand. Yeah. Hand low to indicate the short guy. So funny. I didn't see that. When did he do that? Yeah, I, I, I think I remember him doing that. I don't remember that. that at all. That is funny, though. The little guy. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Ashley loved Danny and Ward's heart to heart. The Ward still doesn't know what he did to Joy. You're just a vegetarian that kills people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we know, we know one as well. I mean, Tammy, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Full on murderer. <laughs> Unless all vegetarians are secretly murderers. Yep. Yep. Mm, vegans and vegetarians. <laughs> no, no, vegans are secretly cannibals. Uh. <laughs> Misty and Colleen chatting in the car. That whole conversation is everything. It drives the story, but also I'd rather all chips think that way. They need that they need to question everything and constantly evaluate morality. Yeah. Why is Davos's fighting music sexy music? Because <laughs> he's sexy as anything. <laughs> I know Matt disagrees, but sorry, Matt. <laughs> I'm gonna win this fight. Misty with the clothesline. As Colleen is getting her fight on, please tell me we are getting a Daughters with the Dragon series. Yes. Still loving Mary and Walker. This season is so much better than season one. Indeed. Thanks, Nutty. You are in so completely correct. <laughs> uh, Ready cool. for Moira? Yeah, always. Okay, my thoughts on episodes five and six. Episode five, you know what? Colleen and Misty are such a badass team. I just love it. I don't even know anything about Daughters of the Dragon. You guys keep mentioning it, but what? whatever. I think I want it to be real. If this is what it's going to be like, I want it to be real. <laughs> um, and the actress who plays Mary slash Walker... She's awesome. She is so badass. She's terrifying. She's just excellent. Uh, just had to say that. Putting that up there. You probably already said it, but I'm just, you know, adding my two cents to it. Uh, Davos. Davos is a twisted little slime ball who has rationalized himself into believing that he was, you know, that he had a birthright stolen from him, and he's full of shit. Because what his mom said is right. Basically, you didn't earn it, buddy. So. As, it, as we all know, he's going to get his comeuppance at some point. Now, at this point, I don't quite know how Danny's going to get his hand back. I have a theory, uh, having not watched six yet. My theory is that 
uh, Danny needs to get centered to get his chi, that his hand isn't really gone. I don't think Davos has actually stolen it. I, I, I don't think so. I hope not. Anyway, we'll see, won't we? I'm hoping Danny can just somehow purify himself and the hand will rip here, but we'll find out. Okay, so now I've watched six. Boy, I was wrong. No. Don't the heat of the dragon leave. Ah. Okay, so. Oi. Anyway, episode six, a lot of talky-talky, a lot of, you know, kind of exposition. Uh, eh, so I didn't like this one as much as five. Um, but isn't it interesting that Davos has mastered the two-fisted Iron Fist thing? Because we saw that, mm-hmm. I think, in season one, way back in some flashback about historically the first Iron Fist or something, didn't we? Anyway, we knew it was possible to, to activate both fists. So, wow, Davos is kind of a... Step ahead. So he is, he's a pretty scary big bad at this point. Pretty scary. All right. I don't have anything profound to say about that. <laughs> I really enjoyed the season, which I suppose is, is really a point of feedback, is to say I'm loving this personally way more than season one. So next week, hopefully, I will be on to uh, to chat in person. Uh, till then, take care. Love the podcast and chat with you later. Bye. Thanks, Moira. I thought Moira might have something to say about Bethany's techniques of. <laughs> fixing yeah, uh, blocks that out because I block out a lot of computer stuff you see on YouTube. I'm just like, oh, it's just whatever. <laughs> I don't think about it too hard. Yeah, and I'm like, if I see a, a, a show or a film where someone's selling stuff in an art shop, I'm like, oh, they're selling that stuff totally wrong. Oh, <laughs> that's what I'm like. <laughs> What has she been in besides Star Trek? I know. Uh, She was in a really sweet film that Chris Evans directed, which I can never remember the name of. Um, She was the female lead in that. It's like a really sweet, sweet little sort of romantic comedy drama thing. Um, I'll have to find out the name. But she was also in um, Black Mirror. She was in the episode Nosedive, which had um, Bryce Dallas Howard in it. Oh. she was like the the friend that um, contacted Bryce Dallas Howard to be her bridesmaid, and she was very kind of very not merry in it. Yeah, she's awesome though. I haven't seen her in anything else, but I think she's been really good in everything she's I've seen her in. Uh, yeah, right. So that was all of it for our feedback. So I need to tell you guys what we have next week. So episode seven is called Morning of the Mindstorm. As Danny steps up his training, Davos ramps up recruitment. Mm. Ward falls prey to old demons and Misty butts heads with a captain. Not Captain America, although that would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) We can hope. Uh, And episode eight is called Citadel on the Edge of Vengeance. Joy offers... (laughs) Yeah, what a title. Uh, Joy offers Davos tips on appealing to the masses... Danny begins to understand his limits, and Mary seeks the truth about her past. Mm. Uh, also, saying about the episode titles, when I've been posting the episodes of the podcast on our WordPress, I'm also posting the uh, images that um, they released on the Iron Fist Twitter to reveal the episode titles, and it's the shop fronts that have the names of the episodes as the, uh, the shop name, and they're quite cool, so if you want to check those out, they're on the WordPress for each episode. I the title for episode two, that Citadel, it makes me hope that actually Davos and Joy go to Manchester to meet people. <laughs> You're just obsessed with them going to Manchester. I love it. <laughs> uh, I, 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 
I think it would work so well. Oh, it'd be awesome. I just wonder want them to go to Coronation Street now. Sorry, we're all gone. <laughs> so, so I wonder if this is when Danny recruits someone named Luke Cage. Never, um, I would love it to be when Danny recruits someone called Shang-Chi, who is a character from the comics, and he joins the crew, and it would be amazing, because he's also a, a really, really amazing martial artist. Just bring him in. Get some Shang-Chi up in there. It would be great. Can they bring back the drunken master guy? <laughs> they could do, oh, but yeah. he, he really hates Danny, so I don't think he'd help Danny. Well, he doesn't have to help Danny. Just in some capacity. Bring Just be back. drunk. <laughs> Just be just be drunk and an asshole. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, get um, Lewis Tan back. Right, so uh, thank you guys for um, coming on for this episode. At quite short notice, Matt, where I made you come on. You didn't make me do anything. <laughs> it was my pleasure. I am your master. I'm very happy that you uh, messaged me. Yeah. Well, Especially I saw you since I missed cloak cast earlier. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, where can people find you on the interweb, Matt? Well, your co-host Will is also my co-host on a what? podcast that we do together, semi-rarely. Reg- <laughs> 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 the opposite of semi-regularly. That's what we do. Very rarely. Um, Spartacast. It's about the television show Spartacus. And we do two episodes at a time, and we're in the middle of the second season, which is kind of the third season, because there was that prequel season. It's all very confusing, but you can find us at SpartaCast.com. Is that right, Will? That is correct. Nice. And then Matt, who was your former co-host, and I, well, we do a gaming podcast, also pretty (laughs) semi-rarely. That one's called, sorry, uh, Matt is Wrong About Games. And then Matt and I do a regular podcast called Hooplecast. There's a lot of podcast people. Uh, it's hooplecast.com, and we talked about Deadwood, and that now we do HBO pilots. We recently discussed uh, True Blood and The Pacific. Hey, me, Tammy, and Will have been on your show. <laughs> you have. Uh, Nutty was our guest for that one. Yeah, nice. um, Claire and Tammy, we just talked about... Well, we we covered a Timothy Oliphant movie, didn't we? Of course. We did. That is what the whole podcast is about, right? It's about Timothy Oliphant films. Really, for some people, yeah, that's what the podcast is. (laughs) What was this? Oh, The Crazies. That's what we covered, yeah. No, we did that one with um, Jennifer Garner in, going back to Jennifer Garner. Yeah, catch and release. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We need to do that again. He, He backed me up. Yeah, Tammy would not be on with Jennifer Garner. No. <laughs> Believe me, Brad uh, awesome. and, I, and I have had that argument many times. So, <laughs> uh, Ian, thank you as well for coming on. Where can people hear you? Do you record with any of our co-hosts? <laughs> Podcasting no, is so incestuous. I, I used to record a regular podcast with your co-host, Bill. <laughs> 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 I've had a long podcast, which is all complete and wrapped up now, but you can still find online. Nice. Um, so yeah, still wow. the archives are still out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, people still find us and go. I'm to actually a surprised site. how many people still listen to that show. <laughs> like, it's, I guess we finished it what, like a year and a half ago or something. But, you know, I still get contacted about Carnicast. Like, I see people posting on the Facebook, and I'm like, we finished that like what six years ago? <laughs> at least, at least, it's yeah. kind of amazing. 
Well, I do have another podcast I'm actually still doing. Um, It's The Weather of Queer. It's a Doctor Who podcast from a queer perspective. And now's actually probably a nice little time to start listening because the new series of Doctor Who is going to be on in a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's uh, exciting. So looking forward to seeing what Tony Whittaker can bring to the role. I, I'm getting every everything I see about it online. I get excited about the show, and then I just despair in humanity because it's like just people like she's a girl, moan, 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 and it's like oh, people seriously. You nerds got to get over that. But right? those are the people that have already decided they're not going to watch it. So you know what? Just shut but up they- then. But they will, so they can complain about it. I'm like, why are you watching that? It's like me watching Supernatural, you mean, Tammy? Well, well, you still watch it, so... <laughs> yeah, I, I would be surprised if there's actually a podcast out there that hate podcasts about it, because they, it's Doctor Who, there's loads of podcasts mm-hmm. out there. And for me, that's one of the worst things you could do as a podcast, just rant about a show you hate. Hmm... Unless you're stuck in it. <laughs> <laughs> that is different. <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> there were hmm. things we liked. It just so happened nobody else liked those things. <laughs> <laughs> you were kind of doing an intro, Kath. You didn't know what you were getting. No, no, I was bamboozled. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Those those dark days <laughs> when we were watching The X-Files, Tammy. <laughs> Oh. oh, so dark. Awesome. Well, um, Matt and Ian, now is time for you to hold hands and shout Excelsior into the wind. Okay, right, I'll shuffle it over. Alright, <laughs> All right, on the okay. count of three. Yep. One, two, three. Excelsior! Four. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!